the drama is over for now, and I just want to be done with it all. So I just want to have a good night with you guys. I've been looking forward to talking to you guys all night. So let's just have a good night, can we? Of course. Absolutely. Okay, good. Today on Bachelor Party, the mother of dragons joins us to break down a very emotional episode. Let's do it. Let's batch. This episode is brought to you by Priceline. When it comes to travel, we all have that happy place, whether it's the beach, ski slopes, couples getaway, or even a visit to that best friend you haven't seen in way too long. And Priceline wants to get you there for a happy price so you never have to miss a trip. For me, my happy place is in the Mediterranean. I think I've mentioned that. Maybe it's why I like Love Island so much because they're right by the Mediterranean. But I just love the feeling of being in the sea and it's just a great sea. And now, thanks to Priceline's VIP family feature, you can go to your happy place more often while earning deals up to five times faster with a group. When one person from the squad travels, everyone gets more deals. And you even get to choose your crew. It doesn't have to be your actual family. It could be your neighbor, your roommate, your mailman, anyone. The more you travel, the more you save. And for me, I'd love to go on a trip to the Mediterranean with friends. In fact, I might be doing that in the near future. I have done it before, and it was really some of the most fun I've ever had. I went to Sicily. We had some great swimming there, me and my friends. Anyway, if you want to have a similar experience, download the Priceline app today to save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your happy price with Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. All right, it's official. I think I've discovered the ultimate coupling of all time. Like any good relationship, they really balance each other out. One is super sweet, and the other, well, they can be a little nutty sometimes. It is, of course, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. So perfect, some would call it true love. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Welcome to Bachelor Party. I'm Juliette Littman. Today, I'm joined by probably a Hall of Fame guest here on this ye old humble podcast. The one and the only, Miss Mallory Rubin. Hello. Wow. Juliette, I'm (laughs) blushing. What an Um, honor. Mallory, you are one of my close friends and even closer colleague. And we (laughs) uh, talk most days. However... We have not had a single substantial conversation about the season of The Bachelorette. So all of your takes are going to be brand new and fresh. I, I have no idea what you're going to say. I actually have, I know. can make some guesses, but um, this is pretty exciting. I bet you nothing I say will surprise you. I'm so predictable at this point in my life. It's very painful for me, but who knows? I made an outline and we're going to go go over it, but I actually I immediately want to deviate. I just want to ask you, have you watched the promos for Matt James as The Bachelor? I mean, of course, I've watched the promos for Matt James as Bachelor, and they've brought me considerable joy, I have to say. I kind of can't believe it. I kind of can't believe that after all of this and this crazy life that we're living here in 2020, that Matt James 919 is going to be the Bachelor in, in but a month's time. I kind of just like it blows my mind. Part of what is so... Uh, amazing about it is just we've all I think it's fair to say lost the sense of time space the flow of the year and the flow of Bachelor Nation is no different Juliet so it was shocking to me to remember upon seeing these promos in recent weeks that 
it's the end of 2020. And that means it's almost time for his season to begin, which was astounding because the, watching The Bachelorette, you just, even though you know it's uh, in October, November, now December, just associate that so specifically with an earlier point in the calendar year. Very weird. I know. Very surreal. It's crazy. It's crazy. Matt and Tyler put out some merch and it includes Tyler being nearly naked, holding a pie over his genitals. And Matt, not quite as close to nude, um, but also scantily clad minus like the sweatshirts or whatever. Um, Brilliant businessmen. That's my take on that. (laughs) (laughs) And then Matt and Tyler also were at the Dolphins game over the weekend and they were in a a box, I guess they call that in the stadium world. And um, it was Matt's birthday and he had a cake and he threw the cake in Tyler's face. There was, just loose mask wearing. There's just a lot of Matt and Tyler happening right now is why I bring this up. And if I'm mm-hmm. a bachelor producer, I'm not happy with this. Like I, they cannot be pleased that Matt is like already freestyling has his merch line is back with his best bud. This is not mm-hmm. standard bachelor protocol. And I just sit on say they can't be happy about it. Well, let me play devil's advocate for a second. Okay. That's the origin story of all of this. Oh, like he, I know. <laughs> I think the origin story began here on this podcast when we discovered Matt James 919 via stalking Tyler. I am so aware of that. So whether they're happy with it or not, they had to expect it. He is a, 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 of the internet, right? And, and the, the casting is amazing in so many different respects, but his the adoration that the Instagram viewing public specifically has for Matt, for Tyler, and for Matt and Tyler together is a huge part of how we got here. So there would be no reasonable, I have to think there would be no reasonable person who would think that that would go away. That's always going to be a part of the experience, right? I don't know. I I still just think they can't be pleased. I have no inside scoop, but I just see this unfolding. I'm just like, this can't be what they were hoping for. I don't know, but... I can't wait to have Tyler back on TV. I'll just throw that out there. I thought that I was Listen, over Tyler, but here I am spending four minutes on Matt and Tyler. So I have I have a couple of quick insights. One, okay. your love for Tyler is eternal, and I think you should embrace it. I feel similarly. Two, <laughs> it's uh, been a challenging year. A lot of awful stuff in the world, and it's important for us all to celebrate the things that we love and that make us happy. Some of the things on my list of things I love just a few pie merch Tyler. So those things coming together. (laughs) So it's a bingo for you. Yeah. (laughs) Mullen. It looks like a pecan pie though. If if memory serves and that was not appealing to me. I understand. Well, do you think they're just, you know, not to be too crass about it, but are we just going for a straight nuts, a nuts thing there? Didn't think about that. That's That's, that's how that seems to me. (laughs) A nut pie. Um, good point. Okay. 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 Good point. Yeah. I just get, I feel like we're getting a lot of Matt James promos. I guess Matt James 919 himself is not famous. So they're probably like, we need to turn it up because people don't really know who he is. So I guess there's that. Um, I don't know. It's just a wild world. It's also just so, so weird. Like thinking about the season of the bachelor, of course it's this time of, uh, in the cycle where you're like, well, who can be the bachelor from this group? And we'll come to that. But we've got so many people that are going to come into our bachelor nation. So many new arrivals, um, on the shores of bachelor Ellis Island. And they, 
they could, you know, take the reins away. Like there's going to be a full bachelorette season again before it's even time for a bachelor. It's just, it's just very strange. Right. It's just, just a weird, weird season. How do you feel about the season in general? Are you enjoying it? You were not a Claire fan. So I feel it played out in your favor. You never have been a Claire fan. In fact, when she was announced back in March, you and Bill were, were just so disappointed. I've enjoyed my viewing don't, experience no, this season. You're giving a diplomatic answer. I don't want one. I see what you're doing. I do not want a diplomatic answer. I am uh, grateful to have Tasha in my life <laughs> <laughs> and have really, really, really enjoyed Tasha's weeks on the show. Mm-hmm. I've, I've, I like this group of guys a lot. Me too. You know, the experience with Tyler was just so <laughs> transcendent and transformative that obviously nothing can compare. It's not even a real, a reasonable or fair bar to, to measure future classes against. That was honestly, that was like probably the peak of Bachelor Nation culture, the Hannah Brown season. And, and like Hannah was a good bachelorette. The quartet of Jed, Peter, Tyler, and oh Luke God. was like so absurd. Like that's hard to believe they ended up that way. We're never going back to that. I mean, also like, I'm not sure I want to, but I will always think of the 2019 Bachelorette in a very specific Tyler framed way. And it was just like a special internet experience. Honestly, it's like everyone went crazy over this guy. Justifiably. So what a, what a, what a person. (laughs) Have you seen these nuts? Um, (laughs) I, you know, I found the Claire Dale experience, I guess, uh, honestly to be fascinating, almost as like a, watching a social experiment unfold. I mean, it was, it was impossible to avoid spoilers about what was going to mm-hmm. happen there. Right. Obviously the, the, as you've discussed at length on the, on the pod, they just had to kind of lean into that at some point and acknowledge how much of that was known. And so I found it as just a TV viewing experience, actually, actually genuinely interesting in that respect. It was like, mm. how long are they going to play out this farce? How long are we going to watch something that we know we're not actually investing in? I, 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 again, I just find Tasha to be a delight. I'm, I've always been a Tasha fan. Of course. I spent the first, I'd say maybe 30 minutes of the Tasha experience thinking about JPJ, you know, wondering if that really? door was really close for good. <laughs> That's what I thought you were going to say, by the way. I thought you were going to say staring at her boobs, but okay. <laughs> I can do, I can multitask. <laughs> but, but I, I really, really, really quickly invested in not only many of the guys, but many of the prospective Tasha relationships. I've been surprised. I'm wondering how much of it is because it's a, it's a, it's a good and interesting season so far, and how much of it is the quarantine effect yeah. of the fact that I, like I'm sure many other viewers, am completely and totally starved for for human interaction. <laughs> An affection of any sort <laughs> and how nice cat, it is to see even a facsimile of it playing out on my TV. Well, Halo, I mean, my cat is just uh, full of love and wonder. You're, and you're speechless thinking about him. I see you like tearing He's up. very special to me. <laughs> <laughs> my husband's fine too. I'm happy for you that you've got your cat and, and also your husband. I, I'm, I want you to, I want, because I, here's the thing. We're, we're normally, we talk about the season a lot in the office as it's happening. I've obviously been listening to your podcast. So mm-hmm. I know your takes. I know how you feel. Now I'm curious to hear updates, of course, based on the latest episode. But I feel like we're not on an equal footing. I'm curious to know who you think I like from the group. <laughs> Will you indulge me? 
Sure, I will. I just want to say, I, I was thinking about this. I love Ivan and I love Brendan. This is yeah. the first season where I haven't spent the majority of the time, not the first season, but like kind of. I just usually think about this as like, if I were the bachelorette, like who would I be interested in? Like who, like what would I be doing? For some reason, I just can't see it anymore. I don't know. <laughs> like I just, I don't see myself with, with like most of these guys. So it's definitely been just an interesting personal experience. I hope that means personal growth, but who's to say? Um, <laughs> uh, who do I think that you are into? Well, I I just find these guys like very, um, they're just different. Like they're much fuller people. So yeah. it's a lot harder to like, graph a, a future onto them, you know? So I don't know. It's just like, it's just been a really interesting, different experience. I do think the fact that they're like older and less vapid makes a really big difference. Well, and how much of it also is that they're in one place? Because the there's only so much time that the show can spend showing us people riding around La Quinta on, on scooters. And to be clear, it looks lovely there. Great, no, great place to spend okay. a few weeks. <laughs> but the dates are, in essence, in terms of activities, location, framing, things like that, utterly inconsequential. So it actually has been all about the conversations that they're having with each other. A little bit of the paradise effect. Man, are they intense. intense. Yeah. There's a lot going on. Yeah. I mean, I like that part of the show, personally. Me all too. Right, let's, get, let's get back to you. Let's guess who you're really into. <laughs> First of all, I know that you spent a long time on Ben's Instagram last week, so I assume you you're really into Ben. I I definitely I I felt that it was uh you know you had asked me to join you on the pod. I, I'm always so kudos to me for to asking months in advance. Absolutely, it's been months. on the calendar for a long time. Yeah, I you know I consider the perusing Ben's Instagram to be research, and part of my responsibility as a professional. Uh, I like Ben. I I love Zach. I was, <laughs> Zach was going to be my guess. I was I was going to say that you probably loved Zach. He oh reminds my God. me. He reminds me of people I've heard you talk about in the past. <laughs> and he played baseball. And he just huge is, Eagles fan. So that's unfortunate. But other than that, I love him. That's that's fine. You'd love a football rivalry in your home. That's true. You, you don't true. really have one with the with the Ravens and the Broncos. You just both have your teams. It's not really like a rivalry though. Once years ago, back in the era of travel and leaving one's home, I did go to Baltimore during a Broncos Ravens playoff game because Adam and I couldn't bring ourselves to watch it together. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, the Eagles are in the NFC, though, aren't they? Uh, yeah. Okay. So that would be good. You would, wouldn't be such a huge issue to meet in the Super Bowl. Can, um, I, can I quibble with your critique of Zach's shoe game? Uh, no, we're not there yet. We, we'll get there. But I just want to say... What about Brendan? I feel like you'd have a real soft spot for Brendan. Yeah. Brendan's my other favorite. They're my two faves. And I really like Ivan too. I adore Brendan. Like absolutely adore. I also like one thing that sealed it for me is that I saw some pictures of him on Cape Cod, which is like one of my favorite places in the world. So I was like, oh, he's a Cape Cod. So then you can envision your future with him. I don't think so. But I'm so... Nora and I talked about his accent and she was like, he sounds like my grandfather. Like and now yeah, I just funny. think about Nora's <laughs> grandfather all the time. 
Um, Brendan's great. I like almost all of the guys. Uh, again, it's a, a just a very engaging and kind of captivating group of people who we've gotten to glimpse more fully than I think we typically have at this point in the season or really over an entire season. I'm excited to talk about Brendan with you a little more today because this was the episode where I think I started to wonder, is he going to be able to do this? Okay, he let's, seems just, so let's just nervous. dig into it. Let's just dig into the meat of this episode. We'll come back to okay. the other guys. Already deviating from my outline. I've literally <laughs> never once followed an outline. Well, <laughs> so be it. Uh, listen to your heart, talk- Juliet. That's what Chris Harrison would want. That's true. And, the and then also we can talk about heart. some of the guys who are gone. Um, okay. If you like any of them too, but we'll come back to them. Okay, let's talk about Zach. Back to Zach. So first okay. of all, I feel like I, I'm I'm starting to be confused. I'm like, have I met Zach? There's something so familiar about him that I'm just like, have I met this person? Like, and then if I'm like, no, who do you remind me of? There's a hint of Nick Vial in Zach, mm-hmm. a yep. very small hint. I love yep. Nick. Had a nice catch up with him yesterday, so I say it with love. Oh, and wonderful. yeah, he's like he's doing great. And, and Nick doesn't like when you or anybody compares him to people, right? No. And I actually relate to that. I, too, do not like to be compared. It's just, wouldn't you rather be one of a kind? Um, <laughs> just saying. Um, but Zach got really emotional this week. And oh God, yeah. I feel like we saw the two sides of Zach really playful when he was joking about having cheated on his sixth grade Emmy. girlfriend. Emmy. Poor Emmy. <laughs> that was a pretty good story. I was about to be like, what the fuck? Why are they talking about this, like, childish date like it's a big deal and then it was a child date so i was like oh okay it's fine i i'd like to dig into his strategy for a second mostly i want to talk about his heart and his courage which i i find so incredible i was out on zach but i've totally come around i now like really like him and feel bad that i was ever negative about him and like i i just think he seems like a really good guy who tries really hard every day like that just, I, you just get the yeah. ins- impression that he tries hard. I've liked him from the beginning. It's interesting that you say he like reminds you of somebody. Cause I think that was part of why I was drawn to him. There's just something sort of familiar about him. And I think part of it, and I, I mean this as a compliment, uh, we'll try to phrase it in a way that, that comes off as such. There's something just that seems like normal and approachable about him. Right? Yes, that's totally it. But I love the normal guys. <laughs> Yeah, and still, like, you know, extremely handsome and, like, you know, on all of their 700 dates this season where they've been in various states of undress, looks great with the rest of them. Like, it's not like he is not one of these beautiful people like everyone on on The Bachelor and Bachelorette. Of course, he does dress like a normie, like, big time. You're just like, he's so normie. Also, Mallory, he's so East Coast. Compare him with, like, Ben and Spencer. He is, like, yeah. Straight out of the cloudy gray December weather. Like this man does not belong in Palm Springs. I think you're well, responding you know, to that too. A, a fellow mid-Atlantic yeah. soul yeah. who just wants to pop on a Eagles cap or in my case, a <laughs> Ravens cap and talk about football. I, again, I want to, I want to get into the heart that Zach shows us, but just quickly, the lie detector. I, I ha I just have to, I have to flag the strategy here. <laughs> it's not worth the risk of Tasha thinking you actually are a cheater and are somebody that she can't trust, can't build trust with in a relationship. Everybody has witnessed this season so far moments where they don't get the time that they think they're going to get to explain themselves fully. Too risky. 
I didn't want to see him in that situation. I was so relieved when he asked if he could explain, and then he did, and he talked about Bolarama. Great look for Bolarama. But bowling if I'm fun. Zach, oh, I, I actually love bowling. went to a bowling birthday back in uh, 2019 or 18 when the world was normal, and I had a great time. Bowling's a blast. Yeah, I, I, back back in the day when uh, when I worked at SI, we had a bowling league, oh. uh, and we went to. Frames at Port Authority. Sure. Zog Bowling League. I think <laughs> I had a birthday party a there time. as a child. It, was, it had a different name back then. Carry on. I, I just think Zach should have said either, maybe not no, because you don't want to say no in response to that question, and then you get thrown an inconclusive or a red, and it's like, shit, this is going to be hard to dig my way out of, and then no matter what, Tasha probably would have thought that he was lying or trying to cover his ass. But much as we saw from many of the other guys, and he did go earlier, at least based on the way it was edited, you don't have to just give a yes or no answer. You can say something more complete. So I wish what he had said was, in my youth, when I was a a misguided sixth grader hitting the lanes, but not since then. I want to hit you with with a theory. Okay. I believe that Zach cheated in sixth grade on his first girlfriend. Yeah. I also think it's possible that's not the only time he ever cheated. So while he was not but she lying, asked him, she asked him, she said, she pushed and followed up and said, is, you know, is there anything else? Is there anything else you're not telling me? And he said, no. Okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't want to call him a liar. I certainly don't want to, but it seems to me the truth is a big part of Zach's life now and the way he's absolutely he's clearly part of his recovery. But 100%. I think Zach just seems so committed to living a certain way every day. It's really like, t- it's really like touching and like moving. Oh my God. So I thought the scene when he broke down in tears, both with the other guys on the couch. And then when he was talking to the producers and to us about what his family meeting Tasha would mean to him was honestly one of the most touching and moving things I've ever seen on the show. As someone obsessed with her parents, I was like, this is really sweet. <laughs> She's like, I get it. I love my parents too. Oh my God. <laughs> it was so moving. Like he, he said, knowing how happy I've been the last couple of weeks with Tasha, they deserve to see that because there's been some times where I wasn't very happy and he could barely choke out the words. And he's been so open, so vulnerable, sharing his story, his incredible perseverance. I, I think it's a just uh, amazing and amazing his courage to be so open and 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 not only what he's done in his own life and the gratitude that he has for the people who have helped him but his commitment to then being that for other people is just remarkable and yeah, it cannot be easy to talk about that stuff with no. relative strangers knowing you're on tv and he just is so forthright with what's in his heart i i i i, I find it like awe-inspiring i i think he's really and he too. has good sneakers despite what you said Okay. The, it's not that he the was wearing are Sakai bad. It's blazers. It's how he wears them. It's not that Did the you, blazers are bad. They're Sakai blazers. That's a very coveted drop. Really hard to get. <laughs> and do you know what he wore this week? He wore the Travis Scott Air Jordan 1 highs. That is like the shoe of the year last year. Are those the ones from the Spider Verse movie? No, but that's also a great the, the Spider Verse Miles Morales Air Jordan 1 is great. The Travis Scott ones are like the mocha with the reverse swoosh. Uh. Gotcha. Great stuff from Zach. How do you think he got them? Stock X or like, does he have a hookup? seems like he might have a hookup. I don't know. I don't know. That's a hard to ask him one day. I just think he wears them in a way that like makes it seem like he doesn't have ankles or something. I don't know. It's just like a weird. 
just weird. I, I like his normal guy vibes a lot, though. Like, I just really like he's someone you would actually meet. That's all of my favorite guys from this season are like normies. So I'm just like, yeah, you would, I'd meet you and be interested. I just love the jobs. Just love it. I never want to go back to the unemployed crop of aspiring models and Instagrammers. I just love employment. It's so beautiful. It's great. <laughs> we also got a lot of exchanges or approximations of exchanges of, of feelings with, with Zach and, and Tasha this week. You know, oh, one of the she's things into him. Was, I, I think yeah. that the way that she nestled into his arm when he was showing her the photo from their photo shoot. Oh, that was really sweet. Yeah. Was the most natural affection we've seen this season. And I was like, she should pick Zach. Based on that alone, I yeah. was like, she should pick Zach because they've got a real, just like body language chemistry. I'm not saying that well, but they just, they just work. And yeah, they both feel really excited about it. Yeah. And I also think that he seems playful with her in a way that he isn't with the guys or like just talking to the camera and like, yes, they do try to get you to like talk about your emotions, but it's just not around. But I think the fact that she brings out his playful side is very sweet. And like another reason yeah. why they're good together. That's I, a good I also found him, him crying in the like group hang when he's thinking about his parents really poignant. Cause like, Oh man. Yeah. Everyone I think can relate to like feeling like they're in like a pressure cooker. And then it's like a thought just sort of like, getting you. And I think that's probably what that scenario is like, where like you hear about a group date and like, you're just going, you're just like playing it out in your mind of like, okay, group date and then hometowns and then this and then that. And like, he just sort of like gaming it out. This is, that was my perception. And I think we can just relate to like that moment where you're just like, Oh, this is a lot. And like, you just feel like the pressure valve needs to be open and you start crying. Who has, who hasn't been there? Unfortunately, I've been there sometimes at work and I'm like, Oh, I got to go outside. So no one sees me crying, but like it happens. Well, absolutely. As you know, I, uh, I'm fairly free with the tears and you're not at work though. Well, I try not. I mean, I try to, I try to simultaneously. <laughs> the great Kelly Catrone said, if you're going to cry, go outside. So, well, you know, I, uh, all. this is now the, the home is the office. So <laughs> all very Just turn confusing. that zoom camera off and cry <laughs> away. All right. Let's talk about more of these dudes. So you're really into okay. Zach. Let's talk about Man. Ben. First of all, I just want to say she told him that she was falling in love with him. Let's not lose that. Zach. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I also really liked his answer when the lie detector test, which was like, could you see yourself falling in love with Tasha? And his response was, it may have already happened. I thought that was cute. Yeah. And then later saying that he, he hated it because he wanted to tell her that in a more intimate setting, like thus affirming the feelings that I, yeah. Great stuff. It was sweet. It was really sweet. <laughs> I, li- I liked it. Let's just hold on. We skipped over the whole lie detector premise, by the way. Yes. Um, what did you think of this? So on carpool karaoke, they sometimes do a lie detector thing. But like mm-hmm. there's like this guy who gets into the car with them and like reads out the answers. He's like a real polygraph technician or whatever. They should have done that. And so, I mean, I guess it was like a problem of quarantining, but it would have been a lot funnier and more effective if it was like a real polygraph. Right. And not like just like the weird screensaver on JoJo's screen. Yeah, I definitely thought many times what app have they downloaded? Yeah, and <laughs> it was also just seemed like creatively edited. I was like, are we getting the truth here? Like, I wanted a more legit polygraph, but it's fine. I uh, we'll talk about JoJo at the end. I want to discuss if you like her or not. Okay. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. All right, it's official. I think I've discovered the ultimate coupling of all time. Like any good relationship, they really balance each other out. One is super sweet and the other 
Well, they can be a little nutty sometimes. It is, of course, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. So perfect, some would call it true love. Find Reese's now at a store near you. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. eBay knows that when it comes to jewelry, authenticity is the real gem. When you see the blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, it means your next piece will be carefully inspired by jewelry experts and will always be worth its weight in gold. Whether you're looking to make a statement or build the perfect everyday look, eBay is making sure you get the real deal. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that jaw-dropping piece will always arrive jaw-droppingly real. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Okay, that was we'll come more polygraph in a second. I want to talk about Ben. So Ben, yes. also a front runner. First of all, Ben, so glad he's still with us and that he's doing better. I was really pleased to hear him talk about this therapy for himself and just as like a role model. And yeah, similar to Zach, like it cannot be easy to come out with that stuff. In fact, he acknowledged that his sister and his family would be learning about some of his suicide right. attempts from the show. So I, you know, I hope he's doing okay tonight. It also must be really hard to watch that back. So I just, I send him the best and hope he's doing better. And it seems like he is. So that's great. I thought it was an amazing conversation to honestly, like to have the chance to see to see, you know, you don't get to see stuff like that on this show a lot. And again, the fact that, you know, Zach, the Zach has opened up, Riley opened up in this episode, Ben opened up last week and then again uh, on their one-on-one date I, I i can't imagine how hard it must be to bring yourself to share that knowing that you're on camera yeah and knowing that the world is going to be a part of that conversation, not just the other person sitting at the table with you. But I think that that's also what makes it so powerful in a way, because I, th- I think and I hope that there will be a lot of people who see that and feel Ben's strength in that moment to share that, feel the support and the love and the encouragement that Tasha showed him. Yes. Tasha, the way that he talked about the support that his sister has given him and she was an awesome partner encouraged in yeah, that moment. Absolutely. Yeah. I thought, I thought that was like really meaningful and just shows that like she really also likes him. So Ben, that's, you know, I hope he just continues to thrive and, and that, you know, I think also, I think, I think this is a really challenging time for everyone. So I hope that he's still able to feel supported and have the resources he needs and everything. And I really, really commend him from sharing. Yeah, me too. I think it can mean a lot. Obviously, everybody's situations are different. Everybody's lives are different. Everybody's circumstances are different. But I do think that it can really mean a great deal to people when they hear somebody else find the courage to speak about the things that have happened in their life, the trauma that they have suffered. And hopefully Ben is feeling the impact that he's had on people and hopefully other people are feeling empowered and comforted by what they saw from him. So proud of him. 
This me too. And this episode also kind of changed my opinion on him a little bit. It made me wonder like if he's getting a specifically heavy edit of some kind. Cause everything Tasha says about him, I'm just like, are you seeing the same guy? Cause she's like, he never opens up. He doesn't do this. He doesn't do that. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like there's something like, I don't know what's going on with Ben. And I feel the opposite about Ben. I'm like, he's on TV a lot. We know a lot about him. He talks to the camera a lot. And so I was just like, is she seeing the same guy as us? And it made me realize like how much, we've really seen him in interviews versus spending time with her. Um, and that just sort of like occurred to me where she was, it just makes you remember it. She has got like so much going on and so many guys, whereas like the, the editing makes it so that you can like focus on like one guy at a time, basically. Well, I, yeah, that that's, that's an interesting point. And I think also it's just, it's the distinction between maybe like the broad stroke sense of how a person feels or who they are, or how they behave, and then the actual specific circumstances of their life that inform that. Right. So I, I think that it, it wasn't until last week's episode that we really started to learn more specifically about Ben, about his history, about yeah. the things he's, he's been totally, like we, you know, we knew he was in the military, for example, but we hadn't heard him really talk about that until this episode. So, uh, you know, here, he, one, one of the things back, that, Horrible. Yeah. Yes. And, 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 you know, one, one of the things that he said was, he said, I was completely lost. My life was very dark and I didn't know how to say that I needed things. And I think, again, a lot of people feel that way in their lives. And he, one of the things that Tasha said to him at, at dinner on their date that, that led to everything that he shared was that, um, you know, the, the, the more kind of traditional, I know you're holding back, but then she said specifically to him, I feel like there's hurt there. And there are definitely times on The Bachelor, The Bachelorette, reality TV in general, where I feel like people are put in a situation where they're being asked to share things that they're not ready to share. Like, I'll tell you one of my least favorite moments of the season so far was the date between Claire and Jason back at the beginning of the season where it's just like, whether you're ready for this or not, tell me all of the, the, the pain in your heart. Throw that out there to somebody that you have no connection to or relationship with. Like, I I don't, I, I always get pretty queasy in, in moments like that. But when it Poor is something Jason. that- Jason, he really got yeah, burned by that. Yeah, when it's something that develops more naturally and feels like an authentic thing that a person is ready to share, then it can be, then it can be really impactful. But Tasha said, I truly love Ben. We didn't see her on camera saying that, but we heard her say that while they were dancing. I have a feeling that's from later on. I feel like she didn't know this week, but maybe she comes to love him. There's a lot of Frankenbiting happening, like a lot in this season. By the way, thanks for bringing up private concert. It was a guy named Adam Hambrick. Just would love a behind the scenes instant oral history of how they got Adam Hambrick to be this week's private concert. Also, love that Tasha was like, I've never had a private show before. And it's like, well, you can't leave the bachelorette without having it. And uh, I just, I was dying. I was like, okay, so he agreed to quarantine. Interesting. I guess he had no reason not to. He's also a songwriter. He's a country music guy. And um, I'm happy for Adam Hambrick, but I just, he's going to go down as like, oh, right. The guy who was willing to quarantine to be the weird private concert musical guest. I have some quarantine logistics questions for you when we get to Bennett's return. Okay. Sounds fantastic. It's a, a great question. Um, before we move on from Ben, they had the stupid date where there was like a scavenger hunt around La Quinta. They were on mm-hmm. the scooters. He tried to like, like be like cute and like push Tasha over. He tried to like kick her off her scooter. And I was like, Ben, what are you doing? The little, the little, the little butt tap. Yeah. I thought he did a pretty good job with all that. He knew that love meant to go to a tennis court. Yeah, he did a very good job. 
Very good. Ripped the pinata open with his bare hands. Took his pants like, off okay. to go into a fountain. <laughs> um, yes, that's what I wanted to ask you. Okay. Did Ben have to take his pants off? Was mm-hmm. it necessary? All right. I, I, I will say three things. One, judgment-free zone. I think if people want to take their pants off and they're with of someone else who wants them to take their pants off, go for it. Of course. Live your life, yeah. be you. Sure, if everyone's Two, comfortable with it. If if I think most people, if they looked like Ben, would take their pants off more. <laughs> and three, few things in life less comfortable than wet jeans. And Ben oh wears really tight jeans. Awful. So stepping into a fountain and then having wet jeans on, I don't think that would be pleasant. That said, it's like 120 degrees. They would probably dry pretty quickly. I'm actually shocked by a lot of their clothes. It's so hot. Why are they wearing pants? Like, I understand they might not have brought shorts, but like, Ask production to get you shorts. I'm it's actually surprised miserable. by how few times we've seen people sweating profusely. It has happened I sometimes. Study- I was studying this week. I was like really looking for it because they're outside a lot. No sweat stains. Where are they? Ben was definitely sweating a little bit when they were sitting after he had like the, you could see his hair as he was, as he was brushing it back was kind of wet with sweat. And he was wearing like a dark, maybe like a Navy shirt, a darker shirt. It was, so it was hard like to a tell, dark but- slate gray. When the light caught it in a certain way, you could see Ivan was dripping sweat. Was he? Love Ivan. Dripping sweat later. I would, I would be, uh, I would just basically, I think, walk around in the nude and carry deodorant with me and just basically say, it's up to you if you want to be near me or not. But I'm drenched in sweat. It's 120 degrees. I would be so unpleasant. I can't even tell you. I hate the desert and I just hate desert heat. I just put it. Hate it. Um, I feel that Ben did, in fact, have to take his pants off. Otherwise, as you said, his jeans would have been soaking wet and that would have been just awful. I wonder if this was planned like so that he would have to take his pants off, like knowing this is what he would wear. I also Also, just want to know fountain water, public fountain water on your clothing. Yeah. Hard pass. It's not that public and it's like super chlorinated, but yeah, sure. Whatever you say. (laughs) Um. I, I was just like, you know what, Ben? I was going to mock you for this, but no, you're right. You need to take your pants off. It's Go not your it. fault. And he he looked good and she liked it. So if, if we're all happy as consensual adults, then fantastic. That's great. Um, I thought that date was really lame. It probably seemed like a good way to get to know each other, but like just one of the worst dates they've had. That and the haunted house date last week with Easy just yeah. really... Horrible. Horrible. But there's just only so much they can do. You know, you're you're starting to feel the fact that they have been in one place for a really long time, and there are only so many times they can trick Ed into walking to the wrong side of the complex. Like there's just there are only so many places to go and things to I do. Know. We're I not know. escaping I, to distant lands. Um, I just brought up Easy. I just want to pause on him for one second. Refinery29 had a report last week that Easy had been accused of sexual assault. And then there was some speculation online that they edited the show around him, basically, to like have him be less present when those allegations came out. And, you know, I if true, that's illegal and disgraceful and horrible. And I, I hope that um his victim is okay. And there's there's nothing else to add, but um just terrible. And the show needs to do a better job of vetting this stuff. I mean, it's difficult to vet every accusation, but this has just happened a lot on the show and there's sort of, there's no, there's no excuse for the show or for easy. So anyway, I just wanted to note that let's move on to the rest of the guys who are still here. Let's talk. Brendan. We talked a little bit about him. I just love love him. him. Why do Mallory? Why do I love Brendan? 
So are you not calling him Brendo anymore? You've pivoted back. <laughs> Brendo is really fun to say. Thank you. Um, here's the thing about Brendo. Mm-hmm. I just feel like I want Brendo to be happy. I'm not like attracted to Brendo, but I just like adore him and want him to find happiness. I thought his just, his, just, his conversation about the divorce is just so endearing. I just want the best for him. And I think the best could be Tasha. They seem to really like each other. I think that he and Zach seem like the two that she is drawn to the most. For sure. She definitely is into Brendo. He's just, oh, he's yeah. suffering from the fact that he got the first one-on-one. If he had so not, that's, like we'd, that's we'd what I was going to say. I can't tell if he just hasn't felt very prevalent because he's not going to end up being the one she picks or in the mix at the end, or if he, it's get it, or if it's one of those classic bachelor bachelor experiences where it's hot and heavy at the front, the basically just like flow of the season removes that person from view for a long time. And then it's hometowns, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And it's just a, a Brendo frenzy at the end, which I guess we could get. She is clearly incredibly into him. He seems to, to feel strongly and genuinely strongly as well. I thought that his less, even the way that he taught and he said, he acknowledged he was nervous. They had candid conversations a couple times in this episode. I thought that the look on his face, the look on his face during the about the family as he, as he was in but even before that as he was anticipating being called down he's got I, stuff, I, yeah. I took note of that he's and got stuff it's really soon right i mean he's he's gone through a divorce he has been very candid about the fact that that has, was very painful for him and his family of course I think it's been less than a year too. Like I think it's fairly recent his divorce. Do you remember how he answered the question about whether he was prepared to propose during the lie detector? He said, "I hope so." I hope so. Yeah. And there's, a, I think we saw a teaser at some point of him talking to her about the timeline, but how it was like just too soon. So oh, Brendo, Brendo, <sighs> tough. He seems I, very I just, sweet. He's so sweet. He just seems like a great guy. I don't know why I'm Brendo has captured my heart so much, but I just another like, great be, Instagram, by the way. I want to be happy. I, as I said last week, I do not approve of his Instagram. Like Brendo is not a thirst trap kind of guy to me. He is funny. His captions are funny. They are. Um, That's part like of why I like it. It's not just the, the look at my eyes and my, my stubble glamour shots. There's this like real wit and nervous energy in every caption that I just love. How tall do you think Brendo is? Oh, boy. I, I have zero feel ever for people's height on TV, ever. Height and age. I'm horrible at assessing both, as you know. I think Brendo uh, looks younger than 30. He's 30, but he's, I think he looks younger. I, I think six, he's probably 5'11", 6 feet, one? but I'm just curious. Okay. No. Yeah, six, six, one. What, six is his, one no. what does his casting profile say? Let's see. That's a good do question. Say? I'll check. I just, Let's see. Brendo is just... um. There's something about him I just find so sweet. So, Brendo, I hope I hope you're happy if that's Tasha or not. But when he was like, I really want that to be true, or he's like, no, I really mean it, that was pretty funny. Oh, yeah. <laughs> poor was, guy. Poor, poor guy. That was amazing. I swear I am when he whispered that to her. I, swear, I know. It was just so, so adorable. Oh, Brendo. Brendo's another classic East Coast term. Just like, can't imagine you in Los Angeles for a second. I wonder if he'll be one a lock that whole be one of the hometown selections of course i wonder if he'll be he'll be a contestant where the family gets it doesn't come or get Mm -hmm. just gets in his head you know not that they won't like taisha or won't want to see him happy but they plant the are you ready you just got divorced yeah and he did he you know he did say to her i want it to be the last time i ever do that like when Mm -hmm. i propose again and 
I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Brendo, we fear for your future with Tasha. Um, let's move on. Riley. Sweet got a lot of Riley yeah. this week. Riley seems yep. like a great guy. First of all, I really Big appreciated fan. him talking back to Jojo. And she was like, Riley, you must be familiar with this. Your clients have probably had to do it. And he was like, yeah, I advise against it. I loved it. I loved I it so much. to let them. Yeah. They're not always accurate. And he was, was so incredible. measured. Yeah. I really oh. appreciated it. Having grown up watching lawyer shows with my mother, mm-hmm. who's a lawyer, yeah. her always pointing out that lie detector tests are not permissible in court. I was just, thank you, Riley. I, I really appreciated it. I also just thought that like Riley's story was very sweet. Basically, he explained that he changed his name when he sort of wanted a fresh start in his life after as an adult reevaluating his parents' relationship who'd gotten divorced and his father got in sole custody and he felt like he didn't get enough time with his mom and, and that she had a lot of things, as he said, taken from her. I thought that was really, really moving and sweet. It indicated to me someone who as an adult is really like analytical and thoughtful and sort of like considerate about himself and the world around him. And I found that really moving and I'm like all in on Riley seems, seems like a great guy. I, I love Riley. He's awesome. He's so mature and composed and very thoughtful in his interactions with Tasha. The little gestures, the little celebration cake for their one week anniversary. I thought was really cute. I think that was also really noteworthy because so infrequently do they timestamp things like right. one week yeah. later. It's helpful. Yeah. Disorienting, I, but helpful at the same time somehow. Yeah. 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 And you're just like, I was sort of wondering like what he was timestamping that from because it's been more than a week that Tasha's been there. Probably at this point, it's like when he asked her to be boyfriend and girlfriend. I forgot. (laughs) I forgot. So it's probably yeah, it was a week ago. Yeah, I I think that what feels really refreshing about Riley. Let me try to think of how to articulate this. Often on this show, and it's part of what you buy into as a viewer. It's part of the experience. It's frankly part of why we watch. People open up, quote unquote. They let down the walls. Yes, like that's part of the built-in narrative and the structure of the show. You reach a moment where you share. And there are times when you're watching the show that that feels like, oh, okay, like we hit that point in the calendar where somebody's supposed to share something. I thought, I think that one of the things that I really respond to in Riley is that he just feels very authentic and I don't get the sense at all that he's like playing any sort of bachelor, bachelor nation calendar game. He's. Uh, I agree with that a lot. And I think it's a really in stark contrast to someone like Ben, who I feel like is very aware of the benchmarks and sort of like what needs to be done. And I often feel like Ben is very much while being authentic about who he is, I think in their relationship, it's very attuned to like the rhythms of the bachelor. Whereas Riley also is like being genuine as himself, but is just sort of like, doesn't know what that's supposed to be. Yeah. I think that his candor uh, has a bit of a meta quality to it. Right. Where, Mm -hmm. you know, when uh, he was asked during the lie detector test about whether he was ready for Tasha to meet his family. He said, I really want her to. Am I ready for it? I don't know. And again, it's not like it's so uncommon to hear somebody on this show say, I don't know about how they feel, but it it struck me as the kind of thing where he's, as he said across the episode, he's not necessarily inclined to let people glimpse certain aspects of 
his life or his past. And I think that the choices he made to share what he shared this time and during the self-portrait date last week as well, it felt to me more like because he thought it was something that was important for him to do, like for himself, yeah. which I, 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 I respect. Yeah, no, I, I totally, I agree with that. I, he just seems like a kind of like a nice, normal guy. Yeah. I really want to family. Like I feel like my East Coast bias is really coming through. I like all the East Coast guys. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, I yes, mean, we're Riley, losing some of our West, West Coasters, you know, yeah, tough beat it. for San Diego Spencer, one of the biggest whiffs in first impression rose history, right? Absolutely. I think that very was Hortatia. Hortatia, that was like just very familiar. So she went with it, but then he was empty. I have to say, someone messaged me and I really appreciated this, that after I like proclaimed that Spencer would be hanging out in a very specific part of San Diego, someone messaged me to say they had seen Spencer on a date recently in that part of San Diego. So plus oh one for me. I feel good about that. You. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, uh, lastly, still mm. in the running, haven't discussed him. Ivan. Just tell me one Huge bad fan. thing about Ivan. How do you feel about Good, Ivan? Couldn't. I love Ivan. What's not to love? He's my pick He's for a gem of, of this group. Oh, he'd be great. He'd be I mean, he'd fantastic. Be he'd, be, <laughs> he'd be amazing. He'd be incredible because he's really articulate. He's smart. But I also get the vi- impression that he's just like good vibes, wants to have fun. Seems like he, he's he's got the right alchemy. I'm I'm all in as Ivan for Bachelor. I love it. Super smart. Really genuine. Does seem like he likes to have fun, you know, climbing across the pillows in the room, <laughs> eating a bowl of ice cream the size of a small nation, uh, willing to and ready and eager to talk about real, mm-hmm. real things, substance, race, family. I, I mean, he's 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 a he's dream. got it all. He's got <laughs> he's it all. A dream. Ivan's the real deal. He's the full package. I want him for Bachelor. I will remember him in one year's time and like. We don't, it's okay that it's going to be a long layoff for him. Don't send him to paradise. Don't mess up his, his uh, resume. Let's just get this guy in the lead. It's going to be good. <laughs> Mark it down. Ivan, I, I'm it. drafting you. All right. Also technically still in the running, Blake. But like, what the fuck? My Amazing. big question for you is how is Blake still here? I think every now and then you just get one of these seasons where a couple people make the top six or seven and you have no idea how. And it's really just as simple as only three or four people were ever actually in the running. The sex addict Blake made it to the end or made it almost to the end. It's shocking. Adam of Adam and and Raven. Mm -hmm. His season. I remember like, how is he? I know. I forgot that he was still around. And Blake is, is similar to me. I did think though, when we transitioned from Claire to Tasha, just because of how much Blake was struggling with that and how into Claire, he seemed that there was no chance he'd last more than (laughs) he read a book. He (laughs) He did read a book, slid into those DMS and read a book. Blake is going to just like crush it in paradise. He's going to paradise. He's going to make out with so many women, like just so many. And I guess use, use the sex room. You know, they have like one room that you can sure. Of course. So, that's the smush room, as they call it on Jersey Shore. Are they I ever going to bring back winter games or anything like that? Blake would be great on winter games. They were going to do summer games this past summer. For yeah, but he needs a winter sport, I think. <laughs> Is that because he's Canadian? <laughs> I think it's... No, I think it's... I mean, maybe. I think it's something about the lush beard. I really see him in like a, a, a chunky sweater by, by a fire. So, there's been so many Sipping cocoa and shaping a dick out of clay. <laughs> 
there's been so many memes comparing mm. him to like other people and things. And I'm just like, I, I don't know. Blake, it's just, a, it's just become a cartoon character to me. I just can't. Whatever. He's fine. I mean, I, he's not fine. I, I don't care for him. He's had no standout moments. The best part about Blake is Spencer's commentary on Blake. That's how we know that he's a horn dog. <laughs> Plus the dick out of clay. So there's that as well. The dick out of clay. What a, what a revelation that was. The funny thing is that like they say that he's like, I mean, he just probably likes talking about sex or whatever, but it's funny because he was the most upset about having to strip and then having to strip. He thought he was going to have to strip again. And it's sort of, I don't know, you'd think they'd go together, but apparently they don't. Well, I'd say that just because somebody uh, enjoys yeah, the carnal arts and intimate <laughs> moments with yeah, they other individuals, they don't necessarily want to be made to undress on television for the sake of someone else's dodgeball You're enjoyment. Right. <laughs> and no one enjoyed that, so including Blake oh, and me. God. It was a bad, Poor bad, Blake. bad date. Feels like Terrible. a long time ago. So many controversies ago. All right. Next, I would like to also um, just say goodbye to Ed, who... Uh, per the post uh, teaser bloopers did a face mask with Tasha. honestly fun um, and Damar who per Dr. Joe is a bachelor expert so we got to get him on this podcast you have to you have to I would love first of all first of all the Dr. Joe pod was incredible I love him <laughs> one of my favorites from the season and I loved hearing you you two he talk was great so thank you for that um, Dr. Joe was was really excellent also just incredibly incredibly nice I felt really stupid when I was like, so did you do a lot of intubations? And then I was like, yes, what are you an asshole for asking that question so casually? <laughs> but here we are. Great guy. He was wonderful. It was great to listen to you too. I would love to hear you and tomorrow. I felt uh, one of my, one of my complaints about the season is I don't think we got enough of tomorrow. He seemed like so pleasant and fun and happy and sweet and happy joy yes. to be around just an absolute yes. joy to be around and i, I that's we, one thing I, yeah we didn't see enough of him one thing that i have found in quarantine is that other people's joy brings me joy in a way Absolutely. that i didn't experience previously and um my best example of like extreme feelings of joy is when uh, McDreamy returned to Grey's Anatomy, but that's besides <laughs> the point. But uh, um, Mallory and I have a group text with a few of our coworkers. I texted it, and no one responded. But I whatever, was touched. Fine. I was touched. Deeply anyway, touched. I would I would have liked to have seen more joy this season in general. I mean, that's not the show. The show is not about joy, even though love should be joyous. So I get it. But like, I agree with you. Like that would have been really nice to see the guys having fun because when we have seen that, like with like their camaraderie, it's been very sweet. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I think that's also not to, not to go back to Zach. I'm sorry, but I do think like you, <laughs> and you, you mentioned this earlier. I think that one of the reasons their relationship feels really fully formed is because there's nothing one note about it. It, it mm-hmm. exists in all of those different lanes that can go really deep and have really serious conversations, but they're also just really, uh, it feels very effortless with them when they can be playful and they can be joyful. And I, I, I think that the relationships that give you, and again, who knows how much of it happens with everybody and we only get to see so much of it. Right. But we're seeing all of that with Tasha and Zach. And so it feels just more fully formed for them at this point, but bring on tomorrow, get tomorrow on the pod. That's the real point. I know here. I'm going to, I'll be emailing WB about that as soon as I can. Um, all right. Let's talk Is it Bennett about time? It. We've gone 52 minutes. It's time. Let's discuss Bennett. First of all, do you like him? I think he is 
remarkable television. He's the season, right? Like he, he, at least the Tasha portion. Just, ben, I mean, they brought him back for a reason. Without Bennett, like, what do we have going on here? We just have a lot of tears, like a lot. I, I say this again with without judgment and and not in an unkind way. I say it from a position of awe. He doesn't seem real. And I think that that would probably be something that would offend him because he'd say, I'm very real and I'm very proficient in emotional intelligence. His face intelligence. is frozen into a like sh- a, a shit-eating grin. It's like he only has one look on his face and he just is like constantly smiling. This week he smiled the entire time. It's like he was like just going to tweet through it, but smile through it. It was really weird. Can, can I ask you a question without risking falling into the same trap that Bennett fell into and having Tasha and Tasha's fans of whom I am one to be clear uh yell at me for daring to ask this question I think I know what you're you gonna ask and I'm glad understand no the whole you're questioning my integrity thing oh my god I, I'm so glad you're bringing this up it made me so mad I was like this semantical conversation makes no sense have they never heard of shit talking like he was just giving him a hard he was giving Noah a hard time saying there's a zero percent chance which by the way I say zero percent chance all the time like just in casual conversation so I really enjoyed that it's a great it's like a a great uh zinger anyway he was just saying his prediction like if he was in Vegas the line whatever zero percent chance that she picks Noah and that prediction is like the kind of thing you do on a podcast and I'm not questioning Tasha's integrity every time I make a prediction about the outcome of the show. And I think that she was just so annoyed that there was drama. Like she just doesn't really yeah. want to deal with the fighting that she just sort of like it disarmed her. And she, cause she just seems so irritated. Also, I hated that dress. She's looked amazing all season. Great clothes. She looked absolutely stunning on the date with Ben, that short black dress. That was like sparkly. I was just like absolutely blown away. I mean, she's a, a vision. <laughs> absolutely. I hated that brown dress, but anyway, It just, it made no sense. And like to be quibbling over his specific word choices, like there's actually things to quibble with, but that was not one of them. I I was just very confused. And it almost was one of those things where you, you talk about this sometimes. Did we miss something? Like, was there something we didn't see? You know, it struck me as the kind of thing where if Bennett had said, for example, Clearly, Tasha has only kept Noah, who has 0% chance of ending up with her because the producers want him here to cause drama, that she would say, you're questioning my integrity. Right. But absent that kind of like specific charge, I just, and and again, I, I, I love Tasha. I think she's a great bachelorette and I've, I've enjoyed every second with her, but that was really bizarre to me. I just didn't understand that exchange. I thought she just transformed into a different person in that moment. I was just like, oh, she doesn't handle conflict that well. I was just like, oh, this is interesting. Because it was a totally different vibe from her. And maybe that's not fair because there's been plenty of other stuff that she's like worked through this season. And I think she's really actually handled everyone's sort of personal stories with like a lot of like a lot of care and very delicately. Yeah, a ton of grace. Yeah. But I just feel like in that moment, she just was like so over it and she probably was tired. might've been drinking who knows, but I was just like, this is like not the Tasha we've seen for most of the season. Well, I think part of it is that she has been very forthright about this. And I think it's a, a through line of many seasons of the show. What's one of the great animating fears 
maybe I will make a decision because I think somebody is a certain way and they won't be. So even again, like the we're pro- actually, I think we're being just as guilty of what we're saying <laughs> transpired in that conversation, which is getting hung up on a on word choice and semantics. If we step back, though, again, I was baffled by it, but if we step back and attempt to assess the sentiment behind it, then it's a little bit more possible, I think, for me to to to, to grasp because clearly, and, and I think this became very clear, maybe more apparent than it had been previously when Bennett, Bennett returned and we saw Atasha process the nature yeah. of his return and what it meant to her. She did not want to send him home. She was not planning on sending him home. And she actually is pretty drawn to him, I think, because yeah. part of his air of superiority, the Which privilege that I Noah <laughs> threw at his face <laughs> during the self-portrait date is that he just seems like a little above it, right? He's not really, despite how much of how much of the drama he's been caught up in, not really interested in uh, housing around with the boys, right? And so there's something mature and refined. He's like a, a, a decanted wine, you he's know? A, <laughs> that's a great way of putting it. He said something that I was like, huh. He was like, I know I'm not like every other guy in this house. And that was just sort of like accepted wisdom. And I didn't, I don't think that Bennett seems like such like a, like a outlier. I'm just like, he's just the type and a different kind, but he's not like some freak to me. He's not like no, so of course not. condescending. Also clearly everyone dislikes Noah. Just Bennett was the one to have the fight. Okay. So can I say one thing in defense of Noah? Okay. Will you permit me one, one yeah, statement in defense of Noah? Of now I am like such a bleeding heart, as you know. I, oh, was, I know. I was really sad, and <laughs> I felt really bad in the moment when he said, when he was explaining to Tasha what was transpiring and why he felt the way that he felt, and when he said to her, "I don't think people should be talked to like they're less." Yeah. I felt that. I really felt for him in that moment. And I can yeah. see how that would be a very painful thing. He's being bullied by Bennett. There's no way around it. I mean, it actually has not been called that, which is funny because that word is used a lot in Bachelor Nation. But I do feel that Noah is being bullied. And clearly, a lot of people don't like him. And they allow, and the guys have developed this camaraderie where they like, allow Bennett to be the one to like tear him down. But it also does seem like he's immature. But like, it's not his fault that he's younger. Bennett being like, it's like if you were talking to a 14-year-old for you. <laughs> it's just like, while the mathematics <laughs> check out, like, that's not true, Bennett. Like, okay. But I don't know. There's something about oh, Bennett, Bennett that I actually, I feel like I should like Bennett more than I do. But actually something about him kind of rubs me the wrong way. I also, one thing I don't appreciate is I feel like they're using his education against him. And I think that Bennett is dumb for putting himself in a position to like have his education denigrated. Like, I don't know, like there's nothing wrong with being highly educated. In fact, it used to be valued. And now it's like, Oh my God, this guy, he went to Harvard and there's nothing inherently wrong with it, but he's positioned himself for that to be used as an insult against him, which I find to be a bummer. I also, um, his just like constant harping on this EQ and emotional intelligence it's honestly strange. The only thing to explain it is like some kind of producer thing. Like I don't, this whole situation Whoa. reeks of overproduction, but like it's just bizarre. But it's a throwback. 
This is a I, I this know. is a bachelor classic, Taylor, and the emotional intelligence conversation rearing its head again. I can't believe <laughs> I we've know. returned. I think she just got engaged. I'm happy for her. Wow. I know. But I just I don't I just feel like Bennett, I'm disappointed that Bennett has put himself in a position to be seen as a villain at all. Everyone seems to like Bennett, by the way. So he's, he's not a true villain, but I just feel like he's um he could be doing more for himself. Also, the white pants I did not care for. <laughs> what show do you think Bennett belongs on? Southern Charm on Bravo. There's no doubt in my mind. He'd fit right in. He's from Atlanta. He reminds me of one of their friends. Yeah. He should, he belongs on like, or he just like belongs at like an Alabama football game. I think Bennett needs his own show, a new show that no one's (laughs) thought of yet. (laughs) What would they be doing on this show? Just being Bennett. Maybe that's what it's called. <laughs> Being Bennett. I'm sure Bennett Being would love Bennett. to hear this. We can um, learn more about the knee injury. Oh my goodness. Football I, injury. <laughs> There's something about Bennett where I'm just like, I know that I would like you in real life. I'm positive. I'd like to meet him in fact, but I don't think he's coming out very well on the show. And it's just funny. Cause I, you know, Van Lathan on higher learning loves Bennett, you love Bennett. People really like Bennett, but there's something about his performance that's just not sitting right with me. Just to be clear, I do think he can be really demeaning and I don't, yeah. I, I don't, I feel, I feel regret and shame and despair in those moments. I think he's like magnetic and fascinating and I was absolutely like floored when he showed up at the end of the episode. Okay. I, I literally gasped out loud and I want to know quickly that Jason Gallagher, our colleague, I think Bennett is his favorite all time contestant. Oh, wow. Just want to know that. Wow. I uh, was shocked that Taisha was so taken aback. I was like, I didn't know that she was that invested in this guy. That's really surprised me, actually, that she was like, took it so hard at the lie detector date. All of the guys were whispering like, oh, she regrets sending Ben at home. I didn't realize they had such a connection. Yeah, I know they've made out a bunch, but like, he's just such a, like a jokester. I don't know. I, I was just really surprised she was that upset. If I recall correctly, and I, to be fair, may not. <laughs> I believe Brendan turned around and said specifically to Noah, yeah. Bennett, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> correct. which was iconic. Brendo. <laughs> that was just amazing. So, okay. I was also surprised by her response to it. I think again, I was so it feels happy like she took off the sash or not the sash, oh the train, yeah. the, the long white thing that went over her romper. The romper itself was enough. We didn't need the like bridal train. It was very, that was too much, but carry on. She was so floored when she saw him that literally the door hit her, right? The little <laughs> swinging entrance to the gate. It was astounding. Yeah. What did she say? She said, well, he, first of all, said, I realized in that moment that I had a lot for you. Now, I don't believe that. I just don't. I think the I'm normal sorry. response of the viewer at home, and this is, again, no shade at Bennett. It's part of the nature of watching The Bachelor. Part of the, the fun. Yeah. You probably hear that and you say, Give me a fucking break, right? Or yeah. come on. No way. Tasha's response was, it's been a long time since I've heard the words I love you and it mean absolutely everything. And I know Bennett wasn't saying things just to say them. He went out of his way to say, I don't use that word lightly. I was stunned by all of this. Stunned. I wondered again how much of it. And, and to be clear, though, I do think he's been the whole time quite focused on actually saying I'm here because I think I'd be a great husband and I'm, I'm serious about the next step in my life. We've just gotten very focused on having kids. I think he brings it up a lot. 
Yeah, we've just gotten so much more time like on it. him and the bullshit drama with the other guys than him and Tasha. So who knows? Maybe there's more there than we've seen. I just think, again, it's a little bit challenging to believe that anybody other... I just think the top four here seems so clear. That So clear. Brent, Brendo, Zach, Ben, and Ivan. Yes. Yeah. Ivan will right? have a bachelor, so he's not going to win. Yeah, 100%. I think she just seems way more into Zach and Ben than anyone else. Plus, I've felt this whole time that Ben must go really far because we got so much Ben when he was like really doing nothing that it's like the only way to explain it. So, yeah. So I you mean, think they're the top two, not, not Zach and Brendan? I think it's Zach and Ben, yeah. Because we just didn't get that much Brendan and there was an inexplicable amount of Ben. Just absolutely inexplicable. Brendan seems like a way better hang. So, like, if I could have had Brendan over Ben, I'm going to be mad. But yeah, I, th- I well, think two two episodes next week, maybe you'll get a lot of Brendan. Well, once the mental all. That's mental true. all sucks. I hate the mental all. This one's going to be particularly. It's going to be weird. They filmed it in Pennsylvania. Off. Let's talk about quarantine and how they've yeah. been doing this stuff. Because it so, relates to Bennett. How was he still there? I should have asked Dr. Joe about this. Like he, I tried to. What happens when you get voted out or like sent home? I always say voted out like it's Survivor. Um which is a great show, which we look forward to returning in 2021. Um, they probably had to stay on the premises for a certain period of time. So I wonder if Bennett stayed and then came back. Also, we don't know how long it was in between. That probably was like a few days at most. Yeah. I mean, it seemed like it was only a couple days, right? Maybe like, he just got tested again. I don't really know. I mean, it couldn't have been more than like four days. I bet less than that. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. I heard they were pretty strict. I mean, Adam Bambrick or whatever his name is, Adam Hambrick, is that his name? His name's Adam Hambrick. I have a friend whose last name is Bambrick. Um, anyway, he, he certainly had to quarantine. I believe Rachel has said this. She went and she had to quarantine. So they were strict about it. I bet Bennett didn't leave. I wonder like if they were like planning this for a little while and this was just Mm -hmm. the best time. So they knew it was going to happen. I'm sure there's exit interviews and stuff like that. I don't really know. My bigger question is, and and actually this is a little about a little meta. I scheduled you for this week thinking it'd be fantasy suites. I just can't think of anyone yeah. better to discuss fantasy suites with. I'm so, happy to happy to return. <laughs> <laughs> happy I'm to return. Saying, I honestly am expecting a lot out of fantasy suites because well, again, the 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 craving for intimacy during quarantine is is okay. really thank fierce. you for bringing this up. As I, I said this in an earlier week, and a friend of mine told me I was insane, and and I and then I was like, I had to reevaluate things. But I find it weirder <laughs> that there hasn't been more out of sequence hooking up. It's just is so much easier than always. But in fact, Tasha's actually very strict. Like, don't kiss me. You can kiss me, whatever. But mm-hmm. I'm just surprised that like uh, that like when Ivan had that date, he didn't like stay over. Not even saying like have sex, but let's just like stay over and like have like a late night or together. I, I don't know. There's just so much more access. It'd be so much easier. I don't really get it. Like, why not? And so I'm just confused about fantasy suites. Like, are there, will they all be spending the night in Tasha's room with her? Like spaced <laughs> out? Do they have alternate locations? Do they finally get to leave? I, so I, I was going to ask, I was going to ask you that. Are they leaving? Are the families coming to them? Have all the of families the families have been to be coming. I, okay. This is another question that I have. Like how, how are they handling the family quarantine? And also like, what if someone's family's like, sorry, we're not coming. Like we're not getting on a plane. That would be completely legit. Like completely. Oh my God. And of so course. 
like is it just like a zoom call like meeting the parents like are they just zooming brendo's parents back in milford mass like what's going on here i i've got so many questions i don't get it because i mean you would think that to abide by the proper quarantine time frame they'd have to have flown out like now more families than are going to actually participate in the hometown meetings, right? So 100%. Like maybe Bennett's family is there. I've just really, I've got a lot of questions because the logistics like just don't make sense. And and like for the hometowns, like what are they going to do? It just seems so boring. I don't know. It just seems like for like the, the final stages of this, that's when it really breaks down the bubble environment. They should go camping is, is my thing for the each overnight. It should be like a different, like cool under the stars type of thing. You're close to Joshua tree or hmm. just go someplace where there's no people. That's, that would be my idea. But once again, no one asked me plenty of ideas over here. So <laughs> just give it them out for free. Oh, um, but yeah, I'm just very confused by like what the next few weeks are going to look like. And I don't think Tasha ever did a fantasy suite. If I recall correctly, I, b- I believe that Colton ended it before or maybe she maybe he ended it with Hannah. I can't remember off the top of my head, but his fantasy suites went down in a weird way because I think Tasha's the one he didn't do it with. I can't remember. Anyway, he went to her room to break up with her. If I recall, was it Tasha or Hannah? Both, right? Both. But yeah. Tasha I think first. Cassie did go first. Yeah. And then he didn't, didn't do it with them. I think I don't remember. My memory is failing. Anyway, I, I'm confused about how this is going to play out and just really confused. Also like, for the quarantining for the mental all, like how long did the guys quarantine in Pennsylvania before they did it? So I didn't know until you just said that, 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 that it was Pennsylvania. So I had, that was my only thinking around Bennett being there is maybe they all stayed like the whole time to not reveal who had been sent home and to not introduce another quarantine situation. But I guess not if they're in a different place. Well, so they had to quarantine I, again. I'm saying they did it in Pennsylvania because they did it during the filming of Matt's season at the resort in Pennsylvania. So they all had to go quarantine again. I think so. I'm going to have to find out so many logistical questions. Rob Mills, call me back and we'll do a podcast. So we'll see. Just calling people out left and right. Um, but yeah, it doesn't make any sense, but yeah, the mental all was at Nemecolon where Matt season was filming. Hmm. Curious if they leave there at all. Apparently that's a much bigger resort. One of David Jacoby's theories is that a cold weather, reality show is just not good. And so I'm curious to see how that plays out with Matt's season as well. We'll see. Interesting. Um, do you miss because Chris Harrison? Fewer opportunities to derobe in the yeah. outdoors or huh, interesting. And like, um, it's like cat, cats and heat. I don't you know, know. More opportunities to like snuggle up for body heat though. Think of it that but way. You don't really, you don't really see that, but it's true. Mal, do you miss Chris Harrison? Week two without him. Let me tell you, I really do. <laughs> And that's again not, not not nothing but love for JoJo, but I've I've really felt Chris Harrison's absence. It's an incredibly different vibe. I think JoJo's doing a good job. It's very fun watching someone you're like familiar with like figure out how to host. But Chris is like a real calming presence that I I undervalued, and not having him right now is definitely weird. I've I've been enjoying JoJo, but I feel like this does help Chris Harrison's bargaining power in the future. You're just like, wow, we really need Chris. It reinforces, especially in a moment of supreme instability, how much of a constant he is. You know, Juliet, we're both yeah. huge Lost fans. The huge. Constant. 
One of our I love favorite you, shared episodes of TV of all time. And that's Chris Harrison for us. He is our constant. Yeah. Bachelor Nation's constant. He'll be there when we call. <laughs> I love you, Penny. Penny. Is that you, Pen? So good. So, so yes. good. God, I love that episode. It's so emotional. Check it out. Besttv.theringer.com. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, I miss him too. I think it's kind of fun having JoJo's female energy. It's definitely different. I feel like this is this. They should have like the friend. Chris Harrison still hosts, but I just feel like the the lead should get a confidant. And usually this is the producer, but they don't make it on air. But it would be cool to see like an actual confidant that they get to have, like a plus one to like run ideas past. And like when she's like, "I'm so confused," like instead mm-hmm. of talking that out with a producer, talk it out with your actual friend. I think that would be cool. Hmm. Yeah. Well, you're you're in general a proponent of real life entering the show more regularly, the kind of conversation you'd have, the ability to look up somebody on social media, Google them, et cetera. I think that's interesting. One of the things that I found myself thinking about with Jojo a couple of times, this is no fault of her own. Again, I think she's done a very good job and has been very compelling. I keep thinking, uh, are the guys maybe all going to fall in love with Jojo? They seem really excited when she comes in the room. Thank God she's engaged. Not because... They're not in love with Tasha, but you know, know. it's like we suddenly are back in paradise here. You know, a lot of people in the mix. I totally agree. They seem like they're like, great to see you, Jojo. I think Zach said that they seem like very nice to her uh, being very nice to her. I love it. I wish we get a Jordan appearance, not to denigrate Jojo, but Jordan's just like a white whale. I love Jordan. One of the reasons I, 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 one of the things I hope we get is I don't know if we'll see more of Jojo or if Chris Harrison's back right away next time, but Jojo and Jordan are kind of the poster couple for nobody else had a shot, right? Mm -hmm. Like it was just him from the jump. It was him the whole way. Some creative editing tried to convince us that maybe it wasn't going to be him. And then it was him, right? And I kind of... hate Robbie. Robbie (laughs) hates. Hate, 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 hate. Because this seems like really like, okay, this is looking like Tasha and Zach and maybe Tasha and Brendan, maybe, you know, to your, to your point, Tasha and Ben, I would love a conversation between Tasha and Jojo about, Hey, I knew it was this guy. I would love to see how Tasha responded to that. If there was a tell in her reply to that, because she said that she's falling in love with multiple people. We again, heard her say in this episode that she loves Ben. We heard her respond quite ben. Uh, sincerely to the Bennett, uh, <laughs> confession of love and seems really into Zach and she told Zach that she was falling in love with him too and that when he said that at the lie detector test she wanted to reach across the table and like grab him and hold him and tell him how she felt so I wonder if we'll get something like that I hope so I it's been a good season I just think these guys are just unlike any other group we've had before which has really contributed and it's been a fun time I've enjoyed it. I mean, Mallory might have to get you back for fantasy suites. Hey, when we see how it plays out, I'm here. If you need me, I'm just, I'm just like Bennett. I'm just hanging around <laughs> waiting for <laughs> someone waiting to let me wings. back in. So you're going to load up zoom one day and I'm just going to be sitting here with Kaya waiting for you. Sounds great. Um, for more Mallory, listen to binge mode. It's currently covering Marvel, the MCU Tuesdays and Thursdays, I believe. Check that That's out. Right. And I will also be back on Thursday with more Bachelor. Thank you so much for listening and talk to you soon.